If you're looking to buying a new home or selling your home, please go see Legacy Realty Group Remax Vantage and speak to Valdir Baptista Korea, real estate agent at 508-441-1628. His email is Realtor at gmail.com. His motto is your perfect home is out there. I can help you find it. That's Valdir Korea at 508 441 1628. You can buy a home or you can sell the one you have. But see this guy. Like he says, your perfect home is out there. I can help you find it. shovel your local residential snow removal service please contact us if you have any questions we look forward to helping you keep your property safe and clear our number is Hey, 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 welcome to the Really Charlie Podcast. My name is Charlie Perry, your host, along with my guest, Eric Brittle, co-founder of True Bounce Backboards. What's up, Eric? How you doing? Hi, Charlie. How are you? Great to see you, man. You look well. Everything is good in the neighborhood. You too, man. I love that hoodie, man. I love it. Got to get one. Got to get one, man. We have to get one of those for you, man, so you can wear it on the show. I know you got your own brand going, but we we can collaborate. Child. Yeah, we could do that. You know, this is actually this is from uh, it's uh, from Lionel Walker, Mother Hugger, and um, nice. it, uh, and he was a guest, you know. So I definitely got to get that. What size? What size you take? What size you take, uh, Jolly Lodge? It, I years ago I used to say sexy, but extra large is good. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know you used to be short. That's why I didn't know what size. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm gonna I'm gonna get I'm gonna get you one of my t-shirts. So just what size you wear? I take a large, Charlie. All right, I'm gonna get I'm that. I'm trying to you. I'm trying to stay at large. Yeah, yeah. Well, you are, man. You're looking good, man. <laughs> Praise you, God to that. That's absolutely yep. right. Lord is good to you. Amen um, to that. Also, I mentioned you about being the founder of True Bounce. I also want to mention your your co-founder, uh, Wayne Newman. You know, yes. you both did a great job and, and we you know, we're proud of it, especially when you kind of, you know, you see where True Bounce backboards are, are going all over the country. You know, it's, it's actually just, it's, it's, it's almost a routine, you know, you're going to see it eventually, you know, wherever you go. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm very proud of you. And when you look at the design, you say, wow. Now I know where Eric B got that. Where he got that that idea from? Mm-hmm. It's when I playing at Monty's, you know, and, and playing the game, and uh, you know, it's the backboard. You were at the only you perfected it. You made it 
that's better. Yes, 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 and, absolutely. Um, it's just like it brings tears to my eyes today, almost 20 years later, uh, Charlie. It's, it's just, um, you know, I, I tell people, um, I tell people if you do things for the right reason, God will, will intervene and, and be part of it. And, and, the, for, and the intention, the first intention was to uh, improve the game of basketball and have the, the kids and the players have more fun. True. And True. if your if your intention is for the greater good, then you can't you can't lose. Yeah, um, he has to. God has to be involved, and and he and he has because that uh, this thing is just too big for anybody. I didn't realize how big it was trying to change the backboard. Yeah, and, and it, the whole world. It's um, I if you you know you're on the floor refereeing you're doing different th- you're, you're part of the game still you was as a player and you're still part of the game as a referee and and the one thing i, I when i admire about all the game at, at all levels is if he just shot that off the backboard he would have made it yeah chances are he would have made that and yeah. i i talk about it all the time from the NBA on down. I'm saying, man, just you should have used the backboard on that shot, you know. And I, I, I'm always saying it about Jason Tatum, but who am I? That's Jason Tatum shooting the ball. But if he had used the backboard just a little bit more, yeah. he'd probably make a huge amount of shots. You know. Yeah, it's interesting because the the actual backboard that's in the game today it really doesn't work for the players. It doesn't connect to the physics of playing basketball. And we always uh, say in, in the office when we have meetings, um, the backboard came with the facility for mm-hmm. the playground. It was part of the design, the engineers and architects. And then we went to play and we just had our sneaker and our ball. Yes. So whatever was there, uh, we played on. And uh, we were discussing the other day. I said, uh, do you, Charlie, do you know what the first backboard was? And when Mr. Naismith invented the game? No, I'm not. It was a wire. It was wire mesh, Charlie. Wow. Wire, wire mesh, and then it was a wood backboard, and then, um, of course, when it went to the arenas, they had to put glass so people could see through it, and the referees mm-hmm. could see through it. Yeah. So it went from a soft material to a, a giving material to a non uh, rebound, a non giving material. Yeah. And and true bounces is, is all of that put together. So we we, we incorporated the wire mesh with the holes, the wood backboard with the forgiveness and the glass mm-hmm. backboard for uh, uh, aesthetics and uh, visual principles. Wow. So that's it, history all in one. I, I, I believe when we when we had your, uh, our mutual friends on, you know, we had uh um, the Steel Brothers, and what I talked about was, you know, is is you getting all these NBA people that you meet over the years just to sign that backboard and autograph that True Bounce backboard <laughs> and just keep it. I mean, that would be nice, just seeing all those different names all over that backboard yeah. and, and you just restoring it and keeping it, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, it's been an amazing ride. It's it's um, it's gratifying when you go into New York City and other um, other big cities and and how the the, the neighborhood people just it, it's what we're doing is we're putting the basketball backboard uh, that is played in the arenas in the playgrounds. Mm-hmm. It makes it their 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 church, their NBA, their sanctuary. Yes, take care of it, and they can't believe it's a clear backboard that doesn't shatter or it doesn't get graffitied and, and it works for the kids and, and the cities are just going, the big cities are going uh, haywire about it. It's awesome. Yeah, it is. It, it's a good investment um, mentally and uh, financially. It's a good, good investment for everyone all around, you know, and um, we got a couple of, Guest out there, Joey Gonzalez. I see you. How you doing? He's saying hello to you, Eric and uh, hey. Lucky Daniels. How you hey, doing? How you man? doing, guys? The so um, 
we you, you got a lot of history in this city um, when it comes to basketball and um you know and it, it it starts from from your household you know your mom your dad you know you guys are always around the sport always trying to maintain um the sport in the community and uh and you've done so much you know for a lot of people and i just want to let you know that you know it means a lot to me and, and especially when i left this area and i would talk about you know the different things that gone went down at Monty's that you guys participated in and, and organized and um and i said wow you guys you know well there was in in california or florida i said you should have something like this this is what we had in new bedford and uh and then eventually you would see that it was it was actually coming to play in different small towns that it was in you know so um you guys put a, a huge impression on me over the years and i just want to commend you for that oh well, thank you charlie the, the, the respect is mutual where you was there protecting us too <laughs> the knuckleheads that tried to uh get in our way and you can always count on charlie in the blue suit to be in the neighborhood you was like you was like you kind of like parted the ways when you came because they knew mm-hmm. that you was from the neighborhood and they couldn't really they, they didn't want to mess with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And with like my dad, yeah. uh, my father, he was down there. He it was his it was his church, his home, his sanctuary, and and when he put on a, an event down in the playground, people knew it was it was for them, and and they 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 parted the ways and mm-hmm. them and. And no, no disrespect uh, anywhere in, in in that area when uh, when we did the events and the tournaments, and it's just yeah. it's just because because people know what your intention is. Mm-hmm. They they know just like like my wife used to head up the children's church, and and they knew when when she went in there that they that the children knew that she was for them, and they, and they paid attention, and, and that's, yeah. that happens everywhere. They know you're for them. You're trying to do something to improve them or have have them uh, in the front in the front of your mind. It, make, know it. it makes they, it that much easier. Yeah, yeah. They, they know they work with you with it because it, it's not for you first. It's uh, it's like the Bible says: seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, yeah. and then all the other things will be added onto you. So, if, if like like this yeah. show right here, people talk. I hear it it's all the true. time, and because. And, and you're not doing anything you didn't do when we were growing up. You're you're doing the same thing, mm-hmm. just at a different different venue. I, yes, just trying to keep it all going. Keep it, uh, you know, it, it's 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 communications, discussions, you know. And I, I like that. I like to give people flowers while they're standing, only because you know, uh, it's it's no good when you're trying to praise and and praise people but it, you know they had passed on it just doesn't you know uh i just think that they should hear it while they're standing and not that they're looking for it because usually most of the people who are around they're just doing it just because it's it's in their soul it's in their heart mm. and um and i, I also want to i mean we talked about basketball we talked about your company and the true bounce but i also want to commend you for uh, ministry and all that you're doing and, and, and passing on the good word, you know, and, and that's another thing that, um, you know, you got to be commended for, you know, mm-hmm. just moving that along and, and teaching and, and living and learning, um, you know, in a, in a, in a biblical way, you know, mm-hmm. so hey, man, thank, thank you. you for that. Yeah. Yes. I give all the glory to Jesus on that one. Absolutely, man. Yes. We, we've got a uh, Don Andrews. Yes. Hello, gentlemen. Good to see you both. Mr. Brito, the YMCA will be reconstructing the facility. And I know the gym backboards will be coming down. Just saying, continue success to you. Yes. You no, both. I have, Merry Christmas there. Ms. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Dawn. That's she's, it. My, she's a lifelong my. neighborhood gal, beautiful girl that we are very good friends with. That's it. She, uh, I talked about her over the years about coming on here and maybe talking about Miss Brevet as she was, uh, put, you know, uh, contesting in there and, um, the Verde and Vets pageants and uh, probably a few pageants. And yes. I think she was in a, but, uh, 
and dancing. You know, she she was dancing while we were at high school and doing her thing. But Dawn, God bless you. I, I really uh, I appreciate that comment. It means a lot. And, Absolutely. Uh, continue with your success and doing the right thing. I get her son is a, a chef. You know, I met my daughter Jade's in California, and um, I, I we got to go to his restaurant, and, and uh, he took care of us. I, although I, I do think he came back east, but when he was in California, we got to see him. He's a he's a very good chef. Um, yeah. I had and I actually experienced his good cooking, and um, definitely when I left, I said, "Wow, he did a good job," you know, and and it's he he loves it it's his craft you know he loves it it's just like you know things we do we love it but you can see that he loves it and he only may be cooking a small meal but he's into it you know and, uh, that's just like you're doing right now child it's just small <laughs> meals man you get the folks on the show and you just cook it up you put a little sauce on it so so you put a little seasoning that's it. you know what i mean mm-hmm. that's, that's awesome man that's awesome it really is I, I mean, I'm not surprised, but I got to give you it's 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 uh, it's it's one uh, it's one up. I'll say that. Yeah. Thank up. you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, let's see. Charlie took the time to know us on a personal level, and I yeah. did. You know. Yeah. yeah. Trying to be, you know, bully behind a badge. You know, it just you know I'm I'm there to do what I can there to see what see what wish you know you're seeing i want to see the game too man i want to see my friends play i want to see the guys and, and girls on the court you know i definitely want to see that you know and also strike up a conversation um but i'm also going to protect my neighborhood um and 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 do it with some kindness you know and that's Charlie, all i wanted you, to do what did you do 20 years as a as an officer just under 30 is 31 total because I was oh, a cadet. So, oh, okay. and, uh, yep. And I, uh, I just really, and it was, it was tailor, it was tailored for tailor made for me and I didn't know it. Um, but some people did know it. Um, like Anthony, Anthony Lessa, you know, who told me to go down there and do it. And, um, and I just, you know, him being one of the guys that looked up to, you know, a mentor and, you know, uh, I just went down, took the cadet exam and then the police exam. And it was all based on him telling me other than that, I would have went to the U S army. That was about 16 hours, 16, 24 hours from getting sworn in in Boston, you know, and, um, I was ready to go. I was just looking for a job and, um, that was going to turn out to be a career. And I said, well, let me do it through the military. Like, like my, you know, family it did before me you know and i said i'm gonna go and uh but uh you know i was unloading a truck and tony lesser came by and said hey take the exam so the rest is history you know charlie you talk about uh uh congratulating me for the ministry and and just doing our job uh, showing uh what jesus did and and this comment charlie took the time to know us on a personal level and that's that's biblical right there. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's so so it's it's natural. It means a lot. What you did. So and on they, it's it was it's our community, it. man. If you don't mm-hmm. see anybody else doing that, it's only because they kind of lost touch of what the elders have taught them and you know, people like Guy Oliveira and uh, you know, Big Fergie and, and a lot of guys, Nestle Carter. Mm-hmm. Um Manny Ortega, you know, they just, they talked to me when I was a young person and, and, and guided me you know, much more. You know, there was uh, many, many people, I, old captain, Captain Horn, you know, he was, he was good to me. A lot of um, good conversations, you know, um, that I had with the mentors on the job, you know, and they just guided me the right way. So the, uh, let me see. Do you know this young man, Eric? Oh, Mike Simeo? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was my rival. Uh-huh. He, he, he battled he's, on the basketball court. Wow. We, we talk all the time. Do you really? How's he doing? Good man. He's yeah. doing well. He's uh, got a book coming. I can't wait to do that podcast. 
I and uh, his his book is very it's going to be very very interesting a lot of basketball stories in there and um i can't wait until mike's done with it he was a good he was a competitive player very good sure player. was yeah, it, it just love of basketball you know and, and yeah, he yeah. had it in him yeah, yeah. let's see you got billy here Merry Christmas, my new best friend. <laughs> well, you, I you might, how many times you check out Billy? <laughs> I told I told him uh, when we met last year, we became instant hits together, and he supported me. He bought a couple of True Bounce shirts and stuff for his family. And Mike Con was uh, kind of like organizing some shooting. So I, I talked to mm-hmm. him on the phone. I said, hey, Billy, you're like my new best friend, but don't tell Michael Kong. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Billy Mack. Billy yeah, Mack is a good dude, man. Good dude, uh, yeah, he's a good yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Let's see. Um, got my brother on here. Bang, bang, my guy. All right. See Kevin, you. good job. <laughs> he, he's a... Uh, No, ever, you know, he, he just, I never had to look for a friend, you know, I had my brother right there by my side. Yeah, that's, uh, and, uh, so he made, we both made it easier for each other when we traveled and moved to California. Um, it was, I didn't have to look for friends. I had my brother by my side and, and actually my younger brother Malik was there too. We had to keep things strong, you know, while we we're growing up and, and, uh, mm-hmm. later on, but, uh, the, um, what made you well let me, let me go back to high school all right you had a pretty good high school team and um the uh you know i talked about it with with the steel brothers and we talked about you know you guys at one point were on different teams and rivaling each other probably at a younger age was that middle school what was that you know you and donald um, on one team yeah, ba- basketball, uh, fo- fo- football, basketball. more so football than basketball. More so football? Okay, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah Dwayne yeah. played on the Barristers and Donald, myself, Michael Grant, and uh, Sonny Boy. I can't remember with Sonny Boy, even if Sonny played football. I'm not too sure. Mm-hmm. Michael Conn didn't play football, but Dwayne, no. Dwayne was our rival. He played for yeah. the Barristers, yeah. yeah. But uh, basketball, we played on the same team. Oh, okay. Yeah, the we one. played. We played at the boys and girls club together, and then, um, well, of course, while away, mm-hmm. in the eighth grade, we played in the seventh and eighth graders, and then, we, of course, we all went to Bethel High School, and um, and Dwayne and Donald played football and basketball, mm-hmm. and Michael just played football, yeah. and he, he ran track, and of course, you know, Sonny and Michael Kahn, they went to uh, Stain. Yeah, they. They needed more blessings, you know. They needed to go to stay, you know. <laughs> they needed to have, they needed to have church every day. <laughs> and that also, Nuno Barrows was tagging with yes. them. Nuno Barrows yes. was at staying too. Nuno and That's Joey it. and Nelson, mm-hmm. they were part of the, the neighborhood yeah. guys too. They went to stay. It's, uh, in fact, Nuno's another podcast that I'm looking to do. I can't wait to do that. Um, but uh, big, big, what uh, was it? Mike Morris, what was it, Morris? You know, oh, uh, Derek Morris. Derek, Derek. Derek hey, Morris. All these years, I, I I was, you know, he was, he, to me, he was that gentle giant seeing him, you know. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I didn't realize the, the one teacher I was so intimidated about, and I wouldn't do anything around him, was Mrs. Morris. And that was his mom, and I never knew it Yeah. until later on. Yeah. And uh, kind of appreciate that. Uh, you know, that strictness that she displayed in the classroom. And, um, but, uh, the, uh, my years at staying when I coached there was, was tremendous. And, um, you know, uh, Isaiah Holman was coaching there and he left and left an opening. So I applied for it. Um, and that was some hard footsteps to follow, you know, going behind Isaiah. I'm like, Oh my God, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. coach Bellastracci was good to me, Mr. Hart. And, uh, but staying, I have some a lot of highlights from that school, and um, I'm, I'm, I can understand why, you know, guys, you know, friends of ours went to the school because um, I had some good stories. You know, there are some bad stories that we hear here and there, but um, 
It was nice. Basketball has done some wonders for me and helped me out. Wow. It's awesome. Yeah. So you you get to the high school, sophomore year, junior year, things are getting a little better for you as far as, you know, opportunities, um, you know, did, and Rhode Island College calls you, right? Yes. Yes, yes. Rhode Island College. Yes. Yep. Actually, Derek Morris ended up two one year with me at Rhode Island College. Speaking of Derek. Wow. Yeah, I went to Rhode Island yeah, College. Was a, I was um, he, Jim Adams, who was previously at Providence College, and he's another great um, neighborhood guy like yourself, Charlie, and my dad. He could have went to any big university uh, riding on the coattails of Providence College and Dave Gavin, but he said, nope, he turned him down. I want to stay in the community and, and, and be in, and help the, the small college kids. And Very nice. I didn't, I didn't know that until I got there. Uh, wonderful mentor of my life, one of them anyway. Uh, he recruited. I was his re- first recruit, myself and Mike Chapman out of New York City. Um, and we, we started for four years there. He taught. He he actually taught me how to practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And practice was more of the game than the game. So true. And if you practice it in the I'm game, it's yeah. Which, yeah, which helped me, I think, in developing my businesses and developing my refereeing because you 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 develop a um it's kind of like by trade, I'll call it. Uh you, you get up every day and you run down a court. You throw fastballs every time you you have an opportunity. You go to work every day. Mm-hmm. It's it's practice, it's it's a lifestyle. And uh, that that contributed to the success of True Bounce because uh, we haven't I haven't given up. I mean, I've got a lot of what are you doing? This is not going to work. Or mm-hmm. you're crazy. You can't do yeah. this, and it didn't matter. The work ethic um, on the practice field is what what gets you to win on Sunday. Yeah, they they didn't know who they were talking to when they were telling you that. You know. <laughs> You got a determination, <laughs> yeah. and uh, they just didn't know that uh, no stop, no stop in, uh, in Eric Brittle. Um, you displayed it in the court, um, and and look at this successful business that you have that we're all proud of. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, absolutely. Mike, Mike Samuel says, every season I always circled where New Bedford High appeared on our schedule game plan game planning was always tough with those players and teams <laughs> absolutely and pretty sh- pretty sure they were saying the same thing about you michael you know <laughs> <laughs> it's true <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, yeah 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 tough, yeah tough player yeah. yeah we had to I, we had to get we had to get down back into the neighborhood to play those guys uh-huh yeah, it was like down playing at Monty at Buttonwood. We had to turn on the neighborhood game. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure. And he, you know what? He appreciated it because, uh, you know, tough competition brings out, you know, the toughness in you and, and you all develop. You all develop playing against each other, you know. Yeah. I, uh, um, but I can't wait for that book. You know, it's definitely easy. He's, some of the people that you probably would mention, Michael's probably interviewed them and they talked about basketball. So it's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. The um, one of the one of the things I like about you when you're refereeing is um, is your communication, uh, um, especially when someone's accident, uh, you know, talking to you about the the call that you made. Say so your hand was there, your hand was on the hip, you were grabbing, you were, you know, you came, you would actually, ex, you know, tell them what they're doing. You know, you slapped them on the hand. I heard it, I seen it, you know, stuff like that you would do. And, and that's that, that later on develops a rapport and people can kind of respect the call that Eric Prittle is going to call on them only because you keep that conversation going. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and I talk about technical fouls, but I haven't seen you give too many out. You know? <laughs> I have my share. <laughs> yeah, I, have and, my uh, share. I don't know if I ever told you the story that, um, you know, especially uh, when I was, you know, coaching at Sting, um, we have guys like Kenny Offley come in there, ref the games. You know, Michael Kahn would come in and, you know, there's a few others. And uh, 
usually as the referees rotate around the court, right? And there would be a stop and play, and one of them be standing near me near the bench. And I would go, man, it's sure tough working alone today, huh? And I pat him on the back, right? And then he'd do his rotation, go on the other side. The other ref come back on the side. I said, man, it's tough working alone today, huh? And then later on, we go down to the locker room. I have to open the locker room for them. And they said, hey, it was tough for us both to be working alone today, huh, coach? <laughs> well, they, they never forgot me, you know. They come back in the gym and say, coach, you know, shake my hand. And just a nice breaker, you know, and I appreciated it. Yeah, that's awesome. We call that a game within a game, Jolly. What's that? That's a game within the game, we call that. Um, you got cut out, Eric. It's a game. Oh, oh yes, yes, yes. And um, I, uh, it's, it's a good thing. In fact, um, I got to commend you. Refereeing is, is tough, but I do like it. I do like it. You know, I've done it a couple of times in some of the summer leagues. And um, really liked it, you know, try to get my, my certification with uh, – uh, was it left? Um, was oh, trying yeah, to get left. certified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The high school at the high school for the yeah. high school games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the high school. Yep. So, um, you want to share any stories about refereeing? The most fascinating, um, funniest, you know? Oh, uh, in the pros in college and at the boys and girls club, the, the, the stories are all this. The boys and girls club. We, I was actually, I ran into one of your one of your. Um, you're, you're probably one of your a fellow um, police officers. The other day, I was with Mike Grant, uh-huh. and uh, who pulled yep. up David David uh, David Consacio, and uh, mm-hmm. we were talking about the old days when the Little League was at the Boys and Girls Club. And I was like, you know, that was one of the toughest places to referee in the little gym, child. <laughs> Place was packed. Yeah. Yeah. Families, yeah. mothers kids uh man just coming to see the kids like marcus wills and those kids from fairhaven and Pontiquet. i mean it was like seven good teams 12 year olds place was couldn't even couldn't yes. even get a seat and uh um, no you, you you better referee that game or you're gonna get run yeah. out of there <laughs> between the, the parents the, the, the fathers uh the kids uh, i mean it, it was it was just awesome and I was I was a young ref then, and I, I had put and the older guys there like like my dad and and um uh, uh God rest his soul uh, Smokey Smokey yep. Silver say hey, you got to get a ch- uh, um, Tony Montero you guys got to get into this man this is this is good time stuff and uh, I really I really learned the pressure of refereeing right there in the little league. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, the next step was um, I'll tell you a story about um, you know when uh, high school games were really, really um, popular. Durfee, New Bedford, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Skip Karen was a legend, and of course, New Bedford had the players, but Durfee had players too. So, I think yeah. I was my first was my first uh, first two years. I was a JV official, and um, I. The game that weekend was New Bedford Durfee at Durfee. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have a game. So I says, Hey, listen, I called somebody. Oh, I think I called the uh my my assigner, my referee assigner, uh Scully. His name was Scully mm-hmm. at the time. And I was trying to get some tickets to the game because I wanted to go to the game. So he calls me back. He says, Hey, uh, what are you doing? Are you off on uh, Tuesday night or Friday night? Yep. Says, yeah, I'm gonna go to the game. He says, "Well, well how about wanting to referee the JV game?" I was mm-hmm. like, "Wow!" Right, it's my second year refereeing. So I go. I was like, "Okay, yeah." Get all excited. Get my gear ready. Drive up. Get the you know, get the game going. Charlie, the end yep. of the first quarter of the JV game, it was sold out. <laughs> I, I, looked, I looked up and I started shivering. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, and they was not just there to wait for the varsity game. They were into, they was into the JV game. Yeah. Yeah. Game and, and, 
and I think I cut my teeth on that game. And from then on, I kind of went up the ladder. And and then and then I then the next couple of years I got a Durfee varsity game and uh, Skip Cameron he was tough he says Eric you know you know Eric um, just because you went to New Bedford High School doesn't mean that you get missed that call you could <laughs> gave me those kind of comments I went and, you know I kind of, I'm still in the neighborhood so I went after him but and my partner who was Steve Lawless at the time you know Steve yeah, yeah. used to work at my dad's shoes all the time. Great, yeah, great name. Great guy. Great guy. Uh, he kind of came and grabbed me because I was like, you talking? you telling me I'm cheating? And mm. I was like, oh, man. And, and then the, the college college, um, co- college um, level, uh, I got to do some Division One ball. Um, I got to do some Atlantic 10 ball. Oh, mm. I don't know. Yeah, here's a story for you. So I was refereeing down um, George Washington when Kyle Hobbs was the head coach. Mm-hmm. Kyle Hobbs was from Boston. Wow. We know each other from the neighborhood and through Dave Lado. He was in Connecticut and, and and he was the head coach. And I just happened. To, and of course, the national people, they don't know where we come from. They don't know that I knew Kyle Hobbs. And, and mm-hmm. Kyle Hobbs. I was making calls like I was at Monty Playground. And <laughs> he didn't like it. And he came after me and I went after him and, <laughs> I love it, and I think I think the other refs who didn't know, other white refs, they didn't know the neighborhood was was in the neighborhood there. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I, I told, him, I gave him, a, I I let him know, and he let me know, and then it was cause our hair let, let, laid down, and it was it was all good. Um, familiar good. story, in the, in, when I was in the NBA, um, I was refereeing um, Indiana. I think it was Indiana and the Lakers. And Reggie Miller was playing and um um what's the coach's name? Larry Brown. Yep. So I think I, I missed a call. I missed the first call on Reggie Lewis. Um, yeah. Reggie Reggie Miller. And and then down the other end of the court, Charlie, I called a foul on Reggie Miller. Mm-hmm. Reggie Miller was mad at me. He came after me, this and that. So it was all done. So 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 we the free throw was happening. Now, of course, I was standing next to next to the bench, and um, Larry Brown stands up. He says, "Hey, Eric, if you got the first call, you would have been you wouldn't have missed the second call." Mm-hmm. And he did it subtle and in my ear, and then he sat down. And twenty years later, I never forgot that story. That was yeah. a lesson. That was that was a lesson. He just kind of like gave me a little nudge. Mm-hmm. It, it it's I mean it was some criticism, but taking it from him, man, that that's 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 something yeah. special. Yeah, you know, it is. Uh, it really is. Yeah, it, it helped me. It helped my. Uh, that was another um, situation that helped me escalate my my level of intensity and and professionalism at the professional level, which I've, I I I kind of took that into. Um, growing the true bounce backboard, the perforated backboard across the country. Mm-hmm. I knew how to navigate. I knew how to deal. I knew how to talk. I, I knew how to, um, to sell the concept to the game, the professionals. And that, that, that helped a lot. Now, uh, the, the NBA is the, you know, they're taking a true bounce and they have it in their practice facilities. Am I correct? No, no, we haven't got to any any uh, any of the professional levels yet. Um, we've gotten uh, some recreational venues in the college level uh, okay. in the intramural sections. Uh, a lot of high schools have adopted the, the concept in Maryland, in uh, Boston, and New York. Um, I'm work, we're working on the on on the college level now. Okay, um, all right. Junior colleges, we're meeting with them. But it's it's a little more uh, politically um, saturated, I should say. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It, it's tradition. It's a hundred year tradition. What I think. What I think. The cha- one of the challenges. One of the challenges is the basketball community don't know about what's hanging in the building. They don't know about the backboard. It, yeah. it came with the building. It, it comes with the structure. So so my job over the years was to to um, bridge the gap. The disconnect from the players and the people that put up the, the buildings and what we play on. Good. And it's working on it. It's working. It's working. It, we're chipping away at it, Charlie. 
Can't wait, man. Can't wait. Now, do it's did your your name stay on that backboard? You know, is it altered oh, yeah. or anyway? Okay, all right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. True bouts. Yeah, true bouts is uh um is on is on the right lower corner, similar to the other companies that like a Spalding or right. or, or a um a Porter. Yeah, and I've seen it. I just didn't know when it got to them. Did they try to alter it or anything like that? You know because of trademarks and stuff like that so yeah no no they okay. it'll be once we get once we once we identify what the basketball backboard does for the game of basketball then uh it'll be katie by the door charlie people people will just change like they change iphones mm-hmm. it's like nobody needs a basketball backboard right now but do you want a better one yeah no one yep. has ever made a basketball backboard for the players of today's game but true, true yeah, it's uh it's awesome really is. It, i'm just glad that you bring it bring it forward you know because it it probably when you when you look at it you just think about the backboards that we had at monty's playing um they're no longer around so could you imagine that would have just kind of you know kind of faded away you know and you kind of kept that 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 idea, that brainstorm, and you're keeping it, and you bring it to life, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. and, and perfected it yeah. um, better than anybody else, you know. And so I'm, I'm glad that you know you did have that brainstorm. Yes, well said. Yeah. Hey, praise God for that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's see. We got a comment here from looks like Derek Andrews here. Said, "Evening, gentlemen. What's good, Charlie, Eric Brito, and Mike Samayo, uh, two of the best." Point guards for Haven and New Bedford has seen Derek Andrews here showing love. And he was a guest here on the Really Tally podcast. And Derek, I also admired as an athlete and a basketball player. Definitely yeah. did his thing. And um, and just like you, he's into the ministry, ministry doing his thing um, on another level. And I, I really, I really like that. I really That's like awesome. that. Thank you for the kind proud. words. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm proud of you, Derek, man. Keep up the good work. Man. Um, we got let's see. All right, hide that. That's sometimes you got a tendency of people just kind of getting on your podcast and doing ridiculous things, you know. But um, the um, one thing I I, I um like is is getting people to come on and, and talking to different people. Who would you like to see on the Really Charlie podcast? Oh man! Hey, you know who I'd like to see Stevie Gomes. Yo, he's hey, he's. I've talked to it myself, Russell Ramis. We talked about it. Even if we have to go there and go see him, you know, he's still in an area, still in a neighborhood. Um, uh, I reached out some to some of the relatives and. Uh, He's, he's definitely down for it. I got to get it, you know, and I uh, just want to talk to him. And uh, even if I, you know, like I said, I don't care where it is. I could do it virtually. I'll, you know, me and Russell want to do it. So uh, Russell Ramis, and uh, we're going to end up doing that. And I'm glad you know, that you mentioned it. You know why I say that? Because he was instrumental in teaching us, the young kids, how to play Yes. fundamentally. And he, and he yelled at us. Mm-hmm. And to me, he he to me to me Stevie Gomes was the greatest player that come out of this area that I've seen. Um, it's just amazing. And I watched it. I played with him and watched him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he would be at the park. It'd be a one on one. We'd play a two on two. He didn't have to wait for ten guys to get on the court. Yep. I mean, he he was just so in in love with with the playground atmosphere and, and teaching people how to play pick and roll. Mm-hmm. He's like Eric Roll, and he put the ball right where I needed it. Yeah, I'll never forget those days. I know his brothers were all great entertainers on the court, but I, and for me, for me, uh, Stevie was was the complete uh, professional on the official court, on the wood, on the hardwood, and the blacktop. Mm-hmm. I'll call it. Yes, yes. He was the same player on the blacktop as he was on the on the hardwood and it's just a shame that uh, he got hurt mm-hmm. in that game at CYO that year. 
where he was a national prominent player too, man. He he was awesome. I'd love to I'd love to sit in and talk with him and and, yeah. and tell him how many pick and rolls he told me to roll down it <laughs> on Saturday or Friday night or something like that. I'm gonna work on that um, as soon as tomorrow. Uh, I'm gonna work on that and uh, reach out to him. I just talked to his nephew um, just a few hours ago, so I'm gonna reach out to uh, Johan and get him on here. Um, and and he had skills, both hands, you know, shoot with both hands, uh, bank shots. Talk yeah. about imagine if he was playing with the true bounce right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and actually, you know, he's one of the few, one of the few people you talk about being there at the park and and playing one on one with him is that he was he was one of those guys that actually you know set it up and and explaining where I should shoot the ball, you know, uh, before there was a square above the hoop, you know, about the rim, you know, he was telling me where to hit the where to hit the you know, certain part of the backboard. So it will go in, especially if you were shooting from the wing and so on and so forth. But it was amazing with both hands, what he, what he could do. Um, amazing. He, he was like, uh, actually, you might, I don't know if you watch Bonzi Coles play. He was in Notre Dame. Yes. He's in yep. the program. Excuse me. He reminded me a lot of Johan. Always mm-hmm. around the ball, intelligent, smart, could pass the ball. Um, Steve, Stevie was, was uh, was so intelligent. His basketball IQ was was I think basketball IQ before there was basketball IQ. Mm-hmm. His basketball IQ was just off the charts. He just knew where to be, knew what to do. He told you where to go. He could see the whole court all at once. Um, it, he was like Larry Bird. Um, he was like he like Magic Johnson, Larry Bird. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't have a lot of t- talent. Uh, I mean, natural ability to jump off and dunk over somebody, but he sure make you miss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He knew how to play defense. He taught us how to play defense. A lot of the guys down at Monty contributed to my success in college. Um, Buddy Rocha, um, Sanders, Mm -hmm. um, Johan, um, even um, even, uh, uh, Edmund, even though he cheated all the time. (laughs) Yeah. Talk, oh, you know, you know, who else too was uh, was uh, God rest his soul was Jeffrey Martin coming yes. out for defense. So we had a lot of uh, today. It's it's sad that the that the AAU systems have taken the kids out of the playgrounds because yeah. we had it. We had teaching and camps right there on Saturday, Friday night, mm-hmm. Wednesday. And that's what we learned how to play. I actually yeah. was the toughest basketball guard in, in in my in my school in college because I dealt with. Between the Steel Brothers, all being football players, and, yeah, and against yeah. Jeffrey Martin in the summer, I, 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 I didn't even call a foul. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, yeah, I was kind of blessed with, uh, you know, being in the Bay Village, and if I look to the left, I, I could see Keithy Francis, Kenny Francis. If I look to the right, it was Jeffrey Martin, and if I look straight ahead, it was uh, Dwayne Lopes. So I I just seen those guys just, especially when they were maybe going to the park or going to school and my admiration for, for, uh, you know, New Bedford high school was when, uh, you know, that's what I loved. I, I, I wanted to be like them, you know, Dwayne Lopes was, uh, he was, he was, the guy that I, you know, it was the Drew Pearson in my neighborhood. You know, he just walked <laughs> like him, and that's who he he remind me of, man. I said, and and it, so, but anyways, it, uh, yeah, he could play some football. That guy, yeah, he he's definitely, um, man, um, great. You know, and and it, between all his brothers, you know, Dwayne's brothers, you know, they were all great football players. You know. Just uh, need a better opportunity. Paul Lopes, in my age, you know, he was doing pretty good, you know. But, uh, you know, I, I thought he was going to be amazing, you know. I said, he's so big, he's strong, you know, just like Dwayne. And, um, but the reason why they were so strong is because Gracie was whipping that butt. <laughs> 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 I love it. Um, 
So let me see. We got another comment here from Deborah. Let's see. Hi, Charlie and cousin Eric. Great podcast. When Eric spoke, I could see my beloved brother Wayne. Precious memories. Awesome. Deb's a constant oh. supporter of uh, the Really Charlie podcast. I really appreciate you. And let's see, Michael. Playing the parks was an education on the fly. Survival of the fittest. You get that right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. And, um, the uh, you know, Mike said that a cushioning kid, you know, and uh, we got another cushioning kid that's doing well. And um, that's a uh, um, Demers from uh, a cushioning. He's actually playing in the G League uh, up in Maine, and uh, he's doing very, very well. Nice. And um, so I'm hoping that he they bring him up, you know, let him play a game for the Celtics, you know. Uh, but uh, he, he's – I think it was scoring in uh, D2, um, scoring champion. Mike would have to correct me on that. Oh, we got another point guard on the line here. <laughs> Todd Desreese. Eric Brittle taught me how to be a true – Pass first point, God. Oh, wow. Hey, guess the kind words, Todd. Thank you very much. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Absolutely. That was another great podcast for me. And um, Todd, yeah. I really appreciate you coming on and, and, and talking to me and sharing your valuable time. Um, and, 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 Sorry about that. Yeah, Todd. Todd's in the big time too, man. You proud of him, man? He's national. He's he's a national um, figure uh, in the entertainment world. Uh, Good for him. Absolutely. He's part of a lot of the great shows. Um, You know, uh, was it Longmire? I I watched that whole series. Uh, If I could have watched it in twenty four hours, I would have watched it. Amazing, amazing. You know, series, and he was part of it. Every picture that I've seen, he was part of that. And, and it's a New Bedford kid. And, That's right. Um, That's right. It's, it's awesome. The uh, let me see. Um, all right, let's see. Let's ask you a tough question here. Um. Well, Charlie, I'm a referee, so I know how to make the tough call. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's see. Four seconds on the sh- on the clock. You're at Monty's. Um, who do you want to take that last shot? Me. Y'all. <laughs> that wasn't tough. See, I love it. Yes. All right. I'm taking the last shot. Okay. Hey, Charlie. Listen, I was down here day and night shooting and dribbling. I'm getting that last shot. Yep. I'm not giving it to Kenny Francis. He wasn't down there every day. He's down there when he wanted to. Or that's right. Or, or, or Edmund Gomes would fly in and fly out. No, no, I'm taking this shot. And of course, I couldn't give it to Dwayne because he couldn't make a layup. <laughs> and if I gave it to Donald, he'd never give it back. Yeah. Uh, yep. Sunny boy, yeah, maybe. Uh, Michael Kahn, he would have probably got fouled or something. Yeah. Got to yep. do something that he didn't know how to do or what to mm-hmm. do. So no, I, I'm I'm take I'm taking that last shot, child. That was an easy okay. one, child. Give me a tough one. All right, let's say you're coaching now. Who would you, who would you, who would you allow to take that or call up a play? And who's going to be that person? That's gonna you mean in my era? Shot? In your era, yep. Wow, in my era. I'm, oh, okay. So you're a little younger than me. Who would I? Who I don't. I have to say maybe Marcus Wills. Yep. yep. He was. He was. Uh, he was a special player in the playgrounds. Sure I think was. Marcus got our record for the playground scoring title for True Bounce. Uh, I think he scored like 61 points one game over there, United Front. Mm-hmm. That's when I knew the backwood was legit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was uh he was definitely um he was special. He, he, he was, was definitely special. special. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I coached him and and uh the Shariq and and um all the neighborhood kids. My dad was the coach at um, for the Well Away team, and I think I had just come out of college, and we was going to the regionals or the states or the, the, the CYO 
uh, states. And my dad, I helped my dad when I was out of school there. And I went, I coached the team up in Springfield. Mm-hmm. And Marcus played and uh, Sharik Mendes and yeah. uh, a couple um, I was talking about this maybe about two weeks ago, and um, you know, people forget about Jared Remus. You know, Jared, Jared Remus was uh, well, he was like his father. Player. His yeah. father was a tough player. It sure was. We, we battled in the playgrounds in the summertime. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, the whole yeah. family was a really good, really good yeah. athlete. David Burr, the late David Burr, was a mm-hmm. great athlete. Yep. Um, it uh, it's uh. The whole family, they did everything well together, you know, being up there. And, uh, um, oh, thanks, Mike. Eric Demers, um, Gordon College, D3, he played. Um, oh, okay. He's playing in the G League. Playing in the G League? Nice. Yeah. So, from a cushion. It. The, uh, the, you know, the whole, you know, Burr family, they just they just played every sport well, you know. And, um, you know, we try to give a little tribute to David Burr. Um several months ago and uh that went pretty well wish i had some more stories and um to add on it you know, i talked to kenny about coming on here and um and sharing some of his stories you know he still has a lot of stuff that um memorabilia that that david you know had through boxing and stuff so um but uh great family the um as far as um you know you, the Brittle family legacy down at Monty's, um, you know, you're probably getting called every week, every year, you know, um, and people asking different advice about down there and, and, you know, it's going pretty good. You know, they, I liked, I like what Brian did down there this summer, you know, um, and, uh, John S- Silver and, 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 uh, Ivan Brittle, you know, they they try to keep up that legacy going with Monty's and the games down there. Um, are you still getting those phone calls, you know, to, to, to help out and, and give some advice down there? Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I kind of like um, like to make myself available for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the younger generation has their own ideas. Yeah. Of course, the way society is now is a little different. Yes. But um, the basic foundation is the same. Uh, it's a little different, Charlie, today because a lot of the players play for money. Yeah. Yeah. In our sure. era, in our generation, we played for the love of the game. Mm-hmm. So if you're not offering the players anything, they're not going to come down. They're going to go to another yeah, another venue, another mm-hmm. venue, another tournament to play for money. Um. My father said, oh, no, they'll come down for me. Yeah. I'm going to put a tournament together. And, of course, he's he's in remembrance of, of the respect he got. Yeah. Uh, plus, we had, I mean, we had a trump card. We had pound for pound the beautifulest girls in the world that would come <laughs> one weekend and see all the players. And I used to, I used to kid my dad. I said, Dad, I, I, I think, you, you think you're fame. You think you're all doing a great job and getting this tournament every year for 30 years. I said they're coming down for the tournament. They're coming down for the girls. Dude, ah, right, here, give me a, give me a shrug or something. Hey, this is a true story. I'm not gonna, um, I'm not gonna give any names, but it's a true story. Dude came from uh, down south, right? He comes up here, and he's only supposed to be here for probably a week, maybe four days. Hey, he stayed here throughout the winter into the summer, and he went back. <laughs> And and it was all due to the girls, you know. He oh, just yeah. he was just yeah. so fascinated going out, you know. And uh, um, he didn't get married or anything like that, but uh, he was definitely here. He he got caught up and uh, he didn't want to go back home. Yeah. He was uh, but uh, that's that's true, true story. True story. We kept him here for for a year and a half almost. My my father was brilliant because we had to have the. Bank club, the uh, Ultramarine Bank Club uh, pageant and the three day weekend. And mm-hmm. he said, You know what? I'm going to have a tournament in, in line with this. And the guys, of, co- of course, he thought about the players having a good time. And it's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and a tournament. And it just blew up from there yes. because they would play and then go over to the bank club and see the pageant. And, and it had festivities and food. And it just made it a, um, a, a yearly event. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, 
David Consecio and I were talking about um, uh, Greg Simpson. And um, that's Greg. And um, the ball player he was, you know, coming down here and playing. And uh, it's, you know, you met so many people over the years. Um, one guy that really stands out um, is Big Roscoe. Um, that dude can jump out the gym. And I was like, it was amazing it, it, how big he was and how how strong he was. Um, and we look at the NBA, we got a guy like Zion that's so big, you know, but he, I hope he doesn't play himself out of the league, you know, or gain so much weight that he's not going to be able to play. You know, he's only going to play about, a, you know, six-year time and unless he gets into shape. Yeah. Um, I, uh, it's, it's, you know, I, I I actually gotta one day get you on here with a few others and talk about the game, the NBA game, and the changes, and you know the three point shot. And you talk about it in your in your introduction or in your, in your uh, on your website for True Bounce and about the game and the two point game and how it's so fluid. And, and I wish there were so many opportunities to score a whole lot easier in this game you know, with just two points, whether it's a layup or a 15-footer, you know, and they're bypassing it. They're just, they're just kind of throwing it out to that three-point arc and people are just shooting away. Um, uh, it's it's the worst, you know, as a Celtic fan, I got to see that every game and it drives me crazy, you know. I wish they would kind of do quick offense, you know, have a quick offense where they're scoring a layup or shooting a 15-footer, you know, something like that. But um, everybody's we're, – we're, we're working on that, Charlie. We're working the true bounce backboard is going to do that for you, all right? Yeah. I think yeah, I invented it just for you, Charlie, so you could be comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, Eric, I um, I um, it's it's been an hour, and I, I really appreciate your time. Um, coming on this podcast and now we all we have this video of you that we can keep for a lifetime and i'm definitely going to listen to it later on you know tomorrow morning when i'm going to work and uh it's, it's just good this is what i do i listen to podcasts and i start off my day with mine and uh then locked on celtics and uh then Skip Bayless and uh, Shannon Shop, you know, that's my routine. That's what I listen to. I don't look at listen to local radio other than maybe WEEI. But um, so I'm going to be able to listen to Eric Brittle um, <laughs> tomorrow morning. I can't awesome. wait. Awesome. All right. All right. I'll, I'll sleep well tonight knowing that, child. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Someone says those were the good old days. And uh Someone wants to give us a hello. Big Jack says hello, Charlie and Eric. All right. One of my favorite football teammates, Jack Nagia. Awesome, awesome lineman. Uh, all right, Eric, I got to say, God bless you. Keep oh. up the good work. And um, we'll try to hook up. Um, I don't know. You're always at the shop, you know, so I'll have to go by there and bring your T-shirt to you. Um, okay. All right, Maybe. we'll get together. I get I get one of those hoodies for you. That's it, man. I'm I'm I, and I'm paying for it, so I, you right. know nothing free, man. You got to support your cause, so all right, we're definitely gonna you. do that. All right, all right, Charlie, love you, man. Keep love up the good too, work, brother. Man. You right. also take care. Take care. Right. Thank you, everyone, for joining me with my guest Eric Brittle. Definitely one of the good mentors for me in my lifetime and and some of the things that he's done just being a gentleman he was always a gentleman first and a class act and definitely you know guys that were younger than him were able to um you know just follow his footsteps you know he, he's he's just a a true dude and nothing you know he's just transparent i could see you know he's he just got a beam he's always smiling hey charlie you know loved him i'm glad he was on this podcast and when he talked about basketball and the type of point guard that he was, he, he was, he was relentless. He was definitely someone you could depend on. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm so happy that, uh, I can call him a friend. And, um, so please, please, you know, support the causes in the city, the local businesses and true bounce, you know, 
everyone has a backboard in their yard, you know, whether it's in the park or whether it's in your driveway, you know, recommend to your neighborhood parks, you know, in, in or town parks and say, hey, how about putting a true bounce backboard in, in, in the playground down the street, you know, or talk to mom and dad and say, hey, I want a true bounce backboard in the, in the driveway, you know. It's, it's definitely something that will help all your game and uh it's 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 quality it's high quality stuff you know and i can only say that because i i shot on a true bounce backboard so continue to support local businesses and eric brittle is definitely someone you su- should support and um i'm so proud of him all right this is the Really Charlie podcast brought to you through StreamYard on Anchor, Spotify, Facebook, and YouTube. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. Please like it, share it, share all these videos. And if you want a guest on the Really Charlie podcast, just drop a name in the in the in the comment section or get get in contact me through social media and I'll bring that guest on. All right, everyone. This Saturday, we will have Lexi Barrows from New England Trailblazers. She'll be on it. Um, she'll be on a really Charlie podcast. I'm going to share some basketball stories with her. But five stars to True Bunch, Backboards, and uh, Eric Brittle and Wayne Newton for bringing that fine product to, to our area, to the world, to the country. God bless y'all. Take care. Love you. Stay safe. You are listening to WMB1 Radio, your urban music link from the secret city. Your hosts, Charlie Perry and Russell Raymond, serving you R&B music on the rocks. Chilled music with chilled hosts, where you get to listen to the music you love the most on WMB1 Radio.